What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio, the best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is November 12, 2019. You're listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Podomatic Radio, a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the Arcade Ryan K. How you doing, my man? Tired, bro. Flat out. Just tired. Who you telling? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been working like a dog at my job. Bro, we both. We short as fuck at my job, and... Bro, I literally, I've had to cover multiple days in a row, and just like I, this is, I have two days off, in, and it's in the middle of the week. You don't do me no damn good, really. Yeah, not at but all. But I'm over here like hell yeah, yeah. Wednesday's my Saturday, motherfucker. Like I'm so excited about it. I'm like holy shit. I was like, like you say guys, I like. The last day I had off was whenever you guys heard us last Tuesday. So yeah, exactly. That's bro, what I'm saying. Like, so from the last show till today. Yeah, I'm, I'm about on some. You're you're tougher than me. Like you're on. You know, I'm I'm at about I'm at about seven days myself, consecutive. Like maybe six. Yeah. Like yeah, it's six for me. So oh, I'm yeah. about there though. Yeah, I was like, <sighs> you, you talk about a motherfucker that's tired. Well, like then, man. Like to the point where you know I was so damn tired. Like after I got off from work, I went to go get me a TV stand, and I was supposed to live stream around two o'clock. I didn't get to get around that till about six after my boy Anthony got done with his. Cause I don't wanna, I never want our streams to overlap. Cause I want people that I like on stream on Twitch like to get their shine. So I usually do it whenever they're not doing it. So, yeah, that's good. So like, and I knew I had some time to kill before you got off of work. So I did like a two-hour stream before I had to finish doing other stuff around the house. 
But yeah, how I do, I, I, it was crazy because I, I only said to myself, man, I'm just going to, you know, rest my eyes and you know how that goes six, seven hours later. But oh, yeah, just just done, done. Done. Yeah, man. It was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. I love it. We have an awesome show for you guys today. You know, we uh, we got we got listeners' questions. Actually, we only got one. Like from a, I've got an interesting question question. You know, from a young lady. So you know, we're gonna get into that. Hell uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we're gonna be talking about Cam Newton. I like he's on IR, and we also gonna be talking about Bama losing to LSU. So you know that. But first, we got these NFL games, and surprisingly, you know, since I was working like a dog, I didn't get to catch any of them. But from what the arcade says, this is probably Every, the- this is the best week in the NFL. Like in terms. Of just the primetime games, best week in the NFL by far. And as far as upsets, too. Yeah, well, well, it's... I like because KC got upset by uh, Tennessee. Yeah, man. I mean, that was an entertaining game, too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is probably the best week the NFL's had all year, probably. But, but then, but the then Saints again, lost to the Falcons, too. Yeah. Like, that was wild. Like, it's... Uh, but the thing is, though, like, it's kind of to be expected because at yeah. this point, at this point, the uh, the contenders are separating themselves from the pretenders. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But also, you have... You, it's funny that you'll have teams that have been established the entire year. You'll have them, and they, 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 this is around the time, like, you know, they lay an egg. Yeah, you'll see, like, a, literally the Saints laid an egg, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you, you just you just see that, mm-hmm. you know. I like, but that's to be expected. The, the motherfuckers were due. Yeah, they were due. Um, I like, because my thing is, like, you know, you went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. Not to say that he's a backup quarterback, but, you know, you went 5-0 and in Drew Brees' absence. Yeah. You were due for an L. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, again, it's just one of those things. Um, it's real, real, real interesting to watch that. Yeah. Uh, so, you have... Um, like I said, you just the way that kind of it unfurled. So on Thursday you had the uh, Raiders and Chargers. That was a highly entertaining game because okay, and, and but, it was, maybe because maybe both of those teams are like well, the same as far well, as skill level. Well, well, what's happened? It's it's kind of interesting. What's happened is uh, you have um, so you have a Chargers team that's underachieving, yeah, and you have a Raiders team that's overachieving. Like who, based who, on who would have said, would have yeah, man. That? I mean, the, dude, the Raiders are legit in the playoff line. Mm-hmm. Like they're like five and four, or mm-hmm. like six and four, mm-hmm. or something. Like they're like in the hunt. Like they're there. Yeah, you know. I, like, I don't know if I, they'll I, get in. I, I, but I, I, they're I, in I, the mix. I give John Gruden a lot of credit. You know, what I'm saying for making his team somewhat. Competitive. I, I give Mike Mayock credit. For, Mike Mayock as well. I like. I, I still don't. I still don't forgive them for you know letting go of Khalil Mack. But hey, yeah. like it, shit happens. But apparently John Gruden knows something that we don't. Yeah, you know, saying Cleveland Farrell is a really good player. He's that, not. That, he's, he's not better than Khalil Mack. But he's yeah, a, he's Cle- a really good Cleveland Farrell solid. The thing that really Hunter is, Renf- made some clutch. He, catches. he he had a game winning touchdown catch last week. Yeah. Um. Just continuing the shit he was doing at Clemson. Yeah. Um. I like. I knew. I knew. I knew that was gonna happen eventually. Hunter Renfro has that. Uh, I wouldn't say he's like the most talented, but as far as like, he just has something. Yeah, he has something about him. It's like whenever you need something good to happen, he's the guy you go to. He's that type of player. Yeah, absolutely, he is. Um, because you know, I know people try to trash me whenever I say, like, and you're a Clemson fan. I like. And, yeah. And here's the analysis that I have. Like, Hunter Renfro is a good player. I'm not saying that he isn't a good player, but Hunter Renfro is the type of good player that 
when he's even more effective if he has a like you know a, a good a solid one and number two. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, uh, like, you can't, like that. Like, so you can't expect Hunter Renfro to be like your number no. one and expect Fuck him to be no. expect him to be like gangbusters. No, that's stupid as hell. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, so like I said. It's a. I, I, I feel bad for the Chargers because I, I, I like Anthony Lynn, but I like, bro, you have Philip Rivers as a quarterback. And granted, you've had injuries, but. And, and granted, like, they've been competitive in, like, in some of these games, but I don't know if he's going to get the axe like Vance Joseph. He just might. Yeah. Uh, maybe he might, uh. He might, um. Prolonger for like another year, but Mike Pouncey's been gone. You know they've had some. They had a lot of key guys gone. I like Derwin James is just now coming back. Derwin James played like his first game last week, so I I can't really have. I think he shouldn't be an in, in, indicted because of that because he hasn't like he, he hasn't been at full strength nah. like you know and everything else. And I I think Anthony Lynn deserves one more year. Because, I think he does because too. he proved he can coach. He yeah. did it last year. Yeah, he they they had a really good team. Like I think that this year their injuries and um also they're suffering from success. Last year's success meant well, that they drew a tougher schedule yeah. for this season. It was sort of like the Vikings. So the Vikings, because they did so well mm-hmm. the year before last, last year they had a nightmare schedule and it did them no favors. Yeah. And you see this happen a lot to teams. Mm-hmm. They'll have a bat. They'll have a tough schedule the year following a successful season, and they aren't quite up to the task of the level of tough schedule that yeah. they receive. So uh, it's not really, you know, it's not because they suck or anything. It's just ah, uh, that was a tough schedule. Yeah. Um. So that's what's happening in the Chargers a little bit. But the other thing, so with the Raiders, the Raider, you know, Cleveland Farrell had a huge breakout game against like he he was terrorizing Philip Rivers. He had. He had two sacks, I think, maybe mm-hmm. more. Uh, but the thing is, Max Crosby, the guy they picked him up in like the fourth round, I think. Yeah. He's in defense. Like, if it wasn't for Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the guy from Jacksonville, um, he would legitimately be. Oh yeah, Jared Jared Allen. Uh no. Uh, what what the what the fuck is his name? And J- Josh. Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. No, Josh Allen's a quarterback for the Bills. I no, can't. Josh Allen's a. Oh uh, yeah, maybe yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, so he he's really good too. Um, but again, like I said, uh, Max Max is really really good. Like the guy that they took, like I said, in the third mm-hmm. round, Max Crosby. He's that's a nasty motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. And then Cleveland Farrell's rounding into form, getting mm-hmm. used to stuff. Mike Mayock is paying dividends. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, that's just good. That's just him having his head on a swivel. Good scouting. Mm-hmm. You know, their defense looks a shit ton better mm-hmm. already. You know, they just have to. Like I said, and it's crazy. Like my thing is, like I never, I never doubted Mike Mayock, and obviously, I think John Gruden's a, a like a solid coach. My thing is, you know, what could have could this team could have been if Demari Cooper and uh, and Cleo Mack was there? Yeah, I know, right? You have they probably could probably could probably win this division. Yeah, they they would be competing for it for sure. But you have a, you know, but getting back to this game, it was just. It was just entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you oh, had, it's a division game, so it's always going to be yeah. entertaining. But you, had, like I said, you had a team that's oh, like above, like because people expected them to be like basement dwellers. Yeah. And then you had a team people were expecting to go like eleven and five again, yeah. and they're like the talent level is really similar. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was just uh, that's kind of what happened there. 
Um, it was it was a really solid game, yeah. honestly. Um, uh, so going to the Sunday, Sunday game, night game. Um, Excuse me, was Adam Thielen hurt? Yes. That 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 explains a whole lot because my man Thomas at work, shout out to him. Like uh, he was, he does fantasy football, and like the guy that uh, he was playing against, he had Adam Thielen, and he, Tom, my man Thomas was only up by six points, which was crazy because I was sitting on about it. He was like, "Dude, I have a chance to win." I like, "Do I like Adam Thielen plays tonight?" He said, "Bro, Adam Thielen could get six points," and he ended up getting none. I was like, he "Adam must be Thielen hurt. didn't play. He's Adam yeah. Adam Thielen." Wow, dude! I wish I had known. Yeah, man, his hamstrings fucked up. Yeah, he hasn't played. He didn't play. He played like two snaps last week. <laughs> no. Yeah, because oh, he, that's a be, bummer. Be, yeah, because he didn't know. I like well, no, he was, ended up winning. Like my man, well, he, he, he won anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he won anyway because he said he was only up by six points, and Adam Thielen, was, the, the guy he was playing, had Adam Thielen scheduled to play Sunday. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I thought Adam Thielen was healthy, and I was like, bro, Adam no, Thielen, Adam Thielen. Not. Adam Thielen get about six or seven. Points. Not at all. Not so, even one healthy yeah, was so, Adam Thielen. Yeah, but, so he was like, yeah, maybe he must have been a player. He got well, hurt. Well, I'll tell you what was crazy, man. Um, Kyle Rudolph made one of the best fucking catches I've ever seen him make. Mm-hmm. Ever. In the history of ever for the first touchdown of that game. It was just fucking... Kirk Cousins was scrambling. Threw the ball in a place that I just thought he was throwing it away. Yeah. And uh, it was literally in Kyle Rudolph's dumb catch radius he just reached out and one-handed the motherfucker yeah, it probably it, was meant to throw it away knowing Kirk Cousins yeah that's what I was saying so like it was <laughs> it was just it was ludicrous so he goes one hands that bitch next next drive they score again um but you know Dallas's offense is solid there's only containing them for so long mm-hmm. The Vikings did a good job of taking away Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. but because of that Amari Cooper had a really big game mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Witten had some timely catches, mm. but uh, Gallup, Gallup, and Gallup and Cooper had pretty solid games. And well, which is crazy because I tell people all the time the people that be shitting on Dak Prescott, like that Dak Prescott deserves an extension. I don't know how much money he's gonna get, but whatever Jerry Jones is gonna give him, he deserves. Because Ezekiel Elliott hadn't been popping off like that this year. Yeah. So I like it's been Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. Yeah. So especially Amari Cooper. Yeah. Holy shit, he's really good. Um. So, you know, like I said, man, just watching that game unfurl, you know, Cowboys march all the way back. Um, I think I think they it was 14-10 at the half. Mm-hmm. You know, real back and forth. I know at the either tail end of the third quarter or beginning of the fourth quarter, the Cowboys actually had the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go for it on a fourth down pitch to Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook punches a six in the fucking end zone. The Cowboys just couldn't stop Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't. They couldn't. They were doing a good job of getting pressure on Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And Kirk was able to make enough throws, like, despite being pretty heavily pressured. Yeah. I like that. Um, Dallas uh, secondary isn't all that good. And it no, hasn't been for a minute. No. Um, you know, like I said, we the Vikings were able to score, which was cool. Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun and watching that happen. And... Uh, the funniest thing, uh, the funniest thing is when they score. When he scored, though, I literally went. So here's what's gonna happen. I was like, we're gonna shit the bed, and I was like, there's going to be. Uh, I literally just was. 
I was so pessimistic about it. Oh, when are you not? Yeah, well, you've been pessimistic all season. It's the Vikings, man. What? What? Why should I believe in them? There's no reason to believe in that franchise. That franchise has never given me a reason to believe. All in I do, people asking me, because uh, I know the Jets and the Giants play, and they're all like, "Yo, you gonna watch the game on uh, Sunday?" I'm like, "Fuck no." Yeah. Well, why am I? Why am I gonna lose sleep? Uh, and this is all like in the middle of a seven day stretch to watch these motherfuckers lose. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. But. Like I said, man, just, it was funny, like, I, Kirk Cousins, you know, we score, I'm happy as hell about it, but I'm <laughs> over here like, boy, he's gonna go, he's gonna do the full Kirk Cousins thing, which is, hit, Kirk Cousins will get you the lead at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah, and but, you'll lose that. But boy, when your defense gives up, because, you know, you gotta hold a team scoreless for 11 fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... Then Kyle Rudolph comes up big with the other two-point conversion. That way we stay ahead by seven. Mm-hmm. Big deal, you know? Then they drive down the field and we hold them to a field goal. Kirk Cousins shits the bed, doesn't really... Now, granted, it just got ultra-conservative, yeah. the play calling, to be fair. Um, but uh, Eric Kendricks had a huge fucking pass breakup um, at the end of that game. And uh, that's pretty much why... You know, the, the fucking Vikings won. You know, and then the Vikings almost pulled some Viking shit. They ran <laughs> on the first play after they got on downs. They tried to run a toss pitch sweep to Dalvin Cook, and he bobbled it for a second. Wow. And my heart leapt up into my fucking neck because I've seen the Vikings <laughs> fuck up enough. So I was like, well, this seems very much like a Vikings thing to do right now. Boy, and it almost happened. And then they punted the ball, and then, you know, Dak throws an interception at the end of the game because he has to he just throw a Hail Mary yeah. into the end zone. But, uh, Trying to make something happen. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, again, it was uh, it was an entertaining game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, result aside, obviously, it's more entertaining to me because the fucking Vikings won, <laughs> obviously. But at the same time, just it was an entertaining game legitimately. Great. Um, then the Monday game uh, was, was probably the most entertaining. It was far and away the most entertaining game like out my, of a list of entertaining games. I like my thing was I like if Russell Wilson hadn't already stamped to uh, put a stamp on the MVP vote, it are like he did it this game. It was crazy too, man, because Russell Wilson. That was such an interesting because he throws an interception in the red zone. Mm-hmm. He's only he's, th- he's only do- thrown like one pick before that all yeah, year. Yeah, and um, it's very un Russell Wilson like. But then again, like you're due. Yeah, and then it was funny because the 49ers kicker missed a kick, mm-hmm. and then had a chance to tie it at the end of the game to send it to OT and yeah. did. And then OT was just interesting as yeah. hell. It was just man, that was just a fucking good football game. I like just and- point blank. And I, and I remember you was making a point uh, like a couple of weeks ago saying that, you know, because well, Seattle was quietly winning games, and if it wasn't for uh, San Fran being on the roll they were on, people would be talking about Seattle. Yeah, exactly. they are now. Seattle is – Seattle's defense has improved enough to where – especially with Jadavian Clowney, yeah. who earned every bit of his money on yeah. that in this game. Yeah. He had a touchdown. He's going to get paid. Jadavian Clowney's good. Yeah, he is. Like, even Clemson fans, I got to be like, you know what? He, he's pretty fucking good. Yeah. They knew that on the on the college level, but they were it, they were scared it, to go on the, it in was, the NFL. It, it was never the guy's talent. It's just always been the guy's working. Yeah. You know? 
Because it's funny as shit, like, you know, there was a ton of stories from when he was even back at South Carolina oh, yeah. about, like, DJ Swearinger, like, getting, getting, up on in, his ass. getting yeah. in his ass and stuff. And uh, so, you know, again, uh, like I said, yeah, yeah, just, he, he earns his Yeah, he earned his money. And it was crazy because, you know, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, the five, my five MVP candidates, you know, are, well, mine, number one is Russ, Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Christian. Pat McCaffrey. Mahomes. Pat Mahomes won't win this year. He's, he's I'm not. Well, he's he's a candidate. Uh, I said like my 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 pick is uh, Russell Wilson. But like if if I could choose like five MVP candidates, it would be those. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, to those viewers that are listening, I've never in my life seen seen it to where you know the four quarterbacks that were MVP candidates be black quarterbacks. Hey, we talked that, about that's, the, a, that's amazing. Yeah, like I said, we we've laughed about that off the show a little bit like about how that's a different that's you know, like, that's a stigma. I like yeah, it, thing, that's that's kind of ending though because it's ending. I like but the thing was, yeah, here's the great thing about the arcade cuz you know like he knew this before everybody did cuz like I said, the arcade is a Vikings fan. This man has lived through Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, Dante Culpepper, and Teddy Bridgewater. If anybody knew that black quarterbacks could be lit, it would be the arcade. Well, hey man, like well that's I mean, I appreciate it, but the thing is too, I mean, it just Game game is game and ball is ball. Yeah. Don't fucking matter who's out there. Yeah. You either have that shit or you don't. Yeah. And I don't care what fucking color you are. Yeah. Like you putting sixes in the end zone, you that real yeah. you that shit. Yeah, real My dude. my MVP candidates currently, just just to throw this out there. Um no particular order. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, um Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I know that hurts for you. Yeah. So. Oh hell yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Those are those are like the six guys that are kind of yeah. more or seven guys. I'm I, I don't know. I'm fucking exhausted. Um, hey, but, Russell, but, those, but, but Russell Wilson's my MVP. I, I think he. I think as of right now at this moment, I think Russell Wilson's the MVP of the league. Yeah. Uh, all, all he has to do is continue to do not get hurt and continue to do what he's been doing. Yeah. Like I said, I, I agree, and I also think that, like I said, I think that Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson are lurking yeah. heavily, though. They lurking heavily, but I think the thing is though, Russ doesn't have a Russ doesn't have a new Hopkins, so it's just like. Yeah. I like the show. Well, he certainly has a. He now has a Josh Gordon and a DK Metcalf and a Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that but, is underrated as hell. Yeah, but I don't trust Josh Gordon. I trust New Hopkins though. I that's true. I I think DK Metcalf's. I'll tell you, I trust the fuck out of Tyler Lockett. Oh yeah, I'll say that. That motherfucker is wild. Yeah, good. Yeah, that guy is wild, but he ain't no New Hopkins. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Tyler Lockett, good as hell. Yeah. He's just open. He's yeah, always open. He's, all all the damn time. Yeah, he's good as fuck. But yeah, like I said, man. Every one of these games were stupid, stupid entertaining. Every one of them. And honestly, man, the NFL, Lord knows I bitch about the NFL as much as anybody. <laughs> I was just happy to see a fucking week of good primetime yeah. games. A- again, that's the, the last la- Last week was probably the best Thursday game I had seen until this this Thursday's game. And then Sunday and Monday, like again, primetime games should be good. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like, good fucking lord. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> the best teams should be playing. The best teams should be playing in those slots. Or teams, like, again, you know, the fucking, the Chargers Raiders game have fucking, you know, AFC West implications. Yeah. You know? And after Thanksgiving, a lot of those games get flipped. The, ca- the, the, ca- the Cowboys Vikings game 
had wild card implications yeah. and NFC East and North implications. Yeah. The Monday night game is literally these are the two teams in the NFC West. Yeah, they're the two best teams in the NFC West. And I like every him. game should be like this. Yeah, it should. It, it's stupid. I, I like yeah the Jets. I like the Jets shouldn't be playing like teams like that shouldn't shouldn't be playing on prime time. Hell like, no. Not, not until like not unless they show themselves. Uh, Prove themselves and then they can get flexed mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving. But yeah. uh, but the first eight weeks of the season, I don't want to be the best. The team. Browns are playing on Thursday. I am done with the Browns. I, they don't need yeah. to be on TV. Anymore. Not no. I understand that they got a lot of games because of what people thought they could and would. But and they got they, they they got to show that first. Yeah, and they they didn't. I like because my thing is they would have showed that uh, like you know what they could be like in the first eight weeks of the season. Boy, I yeah. tell you, I tell you, Freddie Kitchens don't get fired. God. Fucking mighty. Yeah. What the hell? There's no way that guy can keep his job. No. There's not no way. Like no way. Not after the not. after the expectation level and the severe like regression of yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. No way. No way that guy keeps his job. I hope I hope Adam Gase doesn't keep his job after the severe regression of this offensive line and Sam Darnold. Yeah, it's terrible. Know, it's terrible, you know. Yeah. But coming up next is the quote of the week. Like in Cam Newton's out, uh, like in IR, and we're going to discuss whether he played his last game as a Panther. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard, Podomatic Radio. Hi, I'm Clay Matthews, NFL megastar. And when I'm not busy destroying offenses, I'm fixing actual fences. That's right. I'm also the most trusted handyman in the greater Green Bay metro area. With a little elbow grease and some Clay Matthews fatheads, we can tackle all of your home repair problems. Got a hole in your wall? Hey, probably just plaster it up, right? No, you're wrong. Throw up a real big fathead and move on with your life. Maybe you got a small hole. Anything could be living in there. Seal it up forever with a fathead junior. Tired of that unsightly old countertop? No, I... Act- That's an easy fix. Just hold up a fathead big head at all times and never move from that position again. It's not that bad. Yes, it is. Leaky faucet, fathead mural. Problem solved. No, wait. Now you gotta be asking yourself, Clay, do you have any formal carpentry training? No, I do not. But I'm Clay Matthews, and I'm going to need you to trust me. Want to install that new home gym and get super ripped? Toss a custom fathead in there and set more realistic goals for yourself. House not insulated properly? Put up a fathead mural of a warm and desirable location. Now it's summertime. In your mind. Cable's out. Replace it with a fathead junior. Now you've got over 600 channels of Clay Matthews. Plus, we're going to throw an on-demand. Tiny Clay Matthews, anytime you want to look at him. Got a stubborn carpet stain? Here's an old trick. Grab some club soda, a sea sponge, a fathead standout, and, uh... I'm sorry, I forgot where I was going with that, but look at that standout. So lifelike. Need new locks on your doors? You shouldn't. Locks are for people who don't have a custom fathead handy. They deter burglars, cat burglars, burglar cats. The list goes on. Remember, there's no I in home maintenance. And if there is, we can remove it for you. Go to fathead.com today and put together a championship defense for your home. Find thousands of Fathead products. Prices starting at $7.99 at fathead.com. Fathead for real. Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was, but then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife's ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff.
just like yours. <laughs> but it was lit, baby! What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by Nobody. Because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap. I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and The Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It is the quote of the week. I'm going to go first because I'm pretty sure Ryan has a really good one. Not really. Not really? Now, honestly, if you want me to go first, do you have a good one? Yeah. All right, I'll go first because mine, mine's just kind of a smart-assy thing that I thought well, was my, kind of... My mind's more of a life lesson. Okay. So. All right, so... Um, there's a guy uh, on Twitter, uh, David Hale. Uh, he's like a Clemson guy. Mm. But, um, so, I, I can't remember exactly. Like what, Hale as an H-A-L-E. Um, so, he, he um, he's a I, writer for ESPN. I wonder, like, if his brother Josh Hale played a Daniel. Because if that's the case, I played against him. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so David uh, David Hale tweeted out, you know, this was when the uh, first ranking was released a week ago. Um it just said, <laughs> he goes, through six years, the committee has always held true to its two core values. Number one, have you beaten good teams? <laughs> Number two, are you Alabama? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hey, man, because here's, here's the thing. Alabama has played in a tough conference for, like, the SEC used to be a really tough conference. It's just, it's not what it used to be anymore. Mm-hmm. It's got some good teams in it. I'm not going to say, like, LSU's great. Florida's solid. I'm not very impressed with Georgia. Alabama doesn't have a good secondary, but obviously they haven't two is solid. They did they their defense just isn't what it used, used to, to be. be. Um but you know, they're still they're still solid. Um Auburn's on an uptick, but at the same time, these teams are a lot of times overrated. Yeah. So like the SEC is just not what it used to be, and yeah. I think we all can agree on that. Yeah. Like not, it's not the late two thousands mm-hmm. with Florida and LSU mm-hmm. and a, a fresh cut Alabama and Auburn, Auburn. and like it's it's not the it's not the same SEC. Yeah. It's just not like it's pretty good. Hell, even South Carolina was kind of lit back then. Yeah, yeah, they, they were on the uptick too because that was right when they had gotten Spurrier and they were yeah that's what I'm saying. So. You know, they won an SEC East title, um, you know, one year. So, like I said. Well, uh, yeah, they, they didn't win the whole SEC because Cam Newton stopped. Oh, yeah, Cam Newton fucking flattened them in that fucking SEC championship game. And that's not really – that wasn't really an indictment on of them. them. That, that was, was just, just how great, how Cam, how great good Cam, Newton. Cam Newton was. So Because uh, that, that Auburn team was not good. No, nah, <laughs> not, not really. Outside uh, of Michael Dyer and Nick Fairley and Cam Newton, Jim Chi, Jim Chi, Gene Chizik wasn't a good coach. That no, team was not good. No, it at wasn't. All. But uh, my quote of the week comes from this chick named Raquelletta, I guess. That's a name. That's a name. That she has. Yeah. That her parents gave to her. Rock Rock I don't know. I like her 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 Twitter net handle is your favorite auntie. Alright. Okay. But her her quote was 
Most co-worker is about to retire this year and has 250 PTO days. District is only going to pay her 30% of those. The rest are lost and she cannot donate them. Moral of the story, fuck them. Use your six days. Abso-fucking-lutely. Use your, your motherfucking days. six days. Right there. Right there. Right fucking there. That is absolutely why you use them motherfuckers. Yeah. That's bullshit. Use them. Use them. Terrible. Terrible. I like you feel like you need a day off, use it. Use it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't get them. Companies don't roll them shits over a lot of times. No. And they rolled hers over, clearly. Yeah. This woman before before she retired, if she had been fucking smart, what she would have done is been like, Hey, I'm retiring in December of this year. I'm gonna let y'all know. And then she go and she had taken the last couple of years, she should have taken like a month or two vacation yeah. with them sick days. Yeah. That's what she should have done. Yeah. But she didn't. And she, 30% of 250. Mm-mm. That's terrible. That sucks. Like, you're only getting like. You're literally getting like. Fucking like. Depends God, on. That's like a month maybe yeah. of it. That's Hell. terrible. Hell no. That's terrible. Oh, uh, use your sick day, sick day, people. Even when you're not sick. Yeah, like if you just need a mental health day and you like a real talk, like I just can't be at work today. Yeah, I need to rest. I like because I know I I felt like I had one of the I was about to have breakdown at work because mm-hmm. they had me on two hard ass jobs. Yeah, and I and I told them I like, dude, I don't think I can do this today. I was messing up. I it, it it was just some other shit that was going on. It was just like it was one of those things like I can't deal with this today. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You have those days, you know, son. That's what they're used for. Because, like I said, these punk, these pump fuck about you. So, no, I like, you all. know, you got to take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, and one person that, that might have to be on that uptick of possibly taking care of himself is Cam Newton. Because he recently gotten on, on IR. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's done for the year. Uh, Kyle Allen seems to be really doing really well with the Panthers. And. Like, and you know, the, the question lingers, man. I like, have we seen the last of Cam Newton in the Panther uniform? Honestly, real talk, I think we have. Yeah. Just because the level of the... Just because of what his payout is next year. The Panthers save $18 million if they cut him next year. $18 million. Dollars. If they cut him. That's ludicrous. You're not in a position, oftentimes, to save that much money by cutting yeah. a guy. You're just, you're just not. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not like they're paying a whole lot of people either. No, but that being said, you could take that because eighteen million dollars is a lot of money to have in free agency. Yeah, like it really is, and um, you know, there just isn't really a lot of, you know. There just really isn't a lot of, like, teams going into an offseason with that much money. Yeah. You can go pick up multiple quality, like, players with mm-hmm. that. Oh, man, we're weak at linebacker. Let's offer the best name linebacker or, like, whoever. Yeah. You, know, you could offer the best defensive tackle. Like, yeah. the best – whatever. You know, you can offer a lot of teams a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, a lot of players, rather, a lot of different things. So, there's just too much money there's on the t- table. Th- there's too much money, but also you probably s- t- uh, saying to your fans that we're in a rebuilding mode when yeah. clearly you're not because this team can actually 
do some things. They just underachieve, and I think a lot of that has to do with Ron Rivera. Yeah, oh, Ron Rivera is the fucking... Honestly, outside of a few cases, oh, of, I, like, I, I, Fred, I like, outside of Freddie Kitchen and at Freddie Kitchens and like Adam Gase and maybe a couple other guys, I'm not really bothering to overtly think about. Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is a bottom five coach, but I can say that comfortably. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera is one of the stupidest motherfuckers. <laughs> I have. I, I, I'm not a Panthers fan. But I have to watch the Panthers a lot on a week-to-week basis. Just Underachieve. Because of, just because of the regional coverage. And offensively, literally, this motherfucker, I kid you not, last season, at the beginning of the year, a real quote Ron Rivera said was, oh, we're just now learning how to use Christian McCafferty. That was a real thing he said. Not for this season, but last season, where McCaffrey had a big uptick from his rookie production. Yeah. And he had a really good season last year. I like you said we. I like yeah. That, that that's damning considering. That's, yes. a, that's a damning statement considering the fact he came from Stanford. I forgot who that guy's name is. I like and he used Christian McCaffrey. Oh, oh, love love is the guy's that that coach's name. Yeah, his I, last name's he love. used him perfectly. And you sat there and said you didn't know how to use him until now. You didn't watch no film at yeah. all. Listen, at all, but Ron like, so, Rivera, so were you just drafting blindly? Ron Rivera is a stupid piece of shit, and literally, like DJ Moore's finally looking pretty good, and it's because they've simplified the system. This guy had Curtis Samuel. Ron Rivera is a stupid piece of shit. I could talk for thirty minutes about why I think Ron Rivera like, is Ron, one of the worst Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera pisses me off just for the mere fact that you know what I'm saying. Granted, I like. You know, Cam's not absolved of any kind of any kind of blame, but the mere fact you didn't give this man a fucking offensive line, you should be ashamed of your goddamn self for that shit. Yeah. But the mere fact that Cam Newton, you know, like the year they won Super Bowl, I'm not not won. They went to the Super Bowl and he won MVP. That offensive line was terrible. Yeah, it really was. And dude, this guy that Ron Rivera had, they drafted a dude pretty late. Um, they drafted a dude pretty late named uh, Taylor Moten a few years ago. He didn't have Taylor Moten playing until injuries took over either last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Moten is one of the better right tackles in football now. Yeah. And anybody that watched them knew Taylor Moten was good. Yeah. Because you would see him in the preseason just dominating. Yeah. And you would see him when he would like rotate in as a swing tackle. He was They got better. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera's a stupid piece of shit. Like I said, I cannot stress enough how much of a dumb bastard Ron Rivera is. And like, and my thing is, you know, for uh for the Carolina fans, I know there's Carolina fans that are probably going to be happy that Cam Newton's on his way out the door. And like, and my thing is with this with you is, you know, I like I've never seen a fan base, you know, be so happy that a league MVP formally is, is leaving their team. Now, I'm great. like, like, and granted, you know what I'm saying? Availability is the best of best, best ability. ability. And granted, Cam, the last several seasons hasn't had a lot of availability. Granted, and granted, to the, granted that's to the a offense. lot. A lot of that's the fault of the Carolina Panthers themselves. Mm-hmm. But again, man, I'm not gonna sit here and act like. Cam Newton's a piece of shit. And I'm never you will never hear me You'll say never that. hear me say that. Like I said, cause he I mean, very talented guy. It just is just one of those things. But um So ultimately, man, for the Cause my thing is this, I'll like 
I like if my my thing is this like if Cam Newton goes you like you got you guys have to pull I, I, like if that's the case you probably gonna have to fire or sell the team. Oh, uh, you're gonna not necessarily. Not necessarily. It depends on how Kyle Allen, uh, Allen, you know, develops. how much you believe in him and how much you're planning on developing Kyle Allen. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to fire sell the team because Kyle Allen has looked good. Yeah. Like, but I also feel like North Turner and um and Ron Rivera also cater to the offense to kind of what he does. Yes, as well. exactly. So ultimately, I just, <laughs> I, I just. Again, I think it's I really do think it's laughable how excited some Carolina Panther fans are about it. Yeah. Cause it should be more of a thing like, man, I wish we hadn't had he hadn't been hurt so often. Yeah. I wish you know there has to be some level of appreciation. You cause my thing is whenever you guys were uh, fifteen and one, I seen uh keep pounding Cam Newton jerseys and all of that other shit. And now you guys act like that shit didn't happen. That's the shit that kind of pisses me off. Just for the mere fact that you have a franchise quarterback. Me being a Jets fan, you know, Mark Sanchez was terrible. But Mark Sanchez led my team to two, AFC, two straight AFC title games. And he also beat Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in the fucking postseason. And, no, and, when I, and I, my team hasn't had a modicum of success since then. Was uh, Mark Sanchez the greatest? Hell no, he wasn't. But I have a modicum. I have a deeper appreciation for him than most yeah i mean you know and that's just kind of that's the size of it sometimes you know like i said you just people don't this, this guy this guy took you to a, to super, a super bowl, bowl. and one and won a fucking league mvp yeah i like you know what i'm saying i can understand you may not be the uh, you may not be the biggest cam newton fan but if you're a carolina fan and you don't have no appreciation for what this guy done for you you should be ashamed of yourself yeah i mean because you should you, you gotta look yourself in the mirror yeah, I mean, because here's the thing. Because, like, like cause you you guys trashed Jake, Jake DeLome the same way. And Jake DeLome, you know, took you guys to, uh, to Super Bowl. Now, but- granted, here's the thing. Jake DeLome, Jake DeLome played on a really, 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 good team. really good team. Yeah, but I was about to say, but he wasn't league MVP, and he gets more he gets more appreciation than Cam Newton. I feel like, I feel like in some from some certain white certain white <laughs> fans that he uh, he definitely. And here's the thing, dude. I laugh all the time about how I think Kirk Cousins is Jake Delhomme 1.5, and <laughs> that like Jake Delhomme couldn't deal with pressure worth a shit. Mm-hmm. Like literally that NFC Championship game against the Cardinals where he gets schlacked. And after that, Jake Delhomme was never Jake Delhomme again. Yeah. And uh, that was just what happened. And, um, you know, people figured out, oh, just blitz this guy. He can't deal with it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was what happened to Jake Delhomme. And so, ultimately, man, like, again, I, I definitely think this is the last we see of Cam Newton in a Panthers jersey just because the money, the, just too, there's too much money to be made mm-hmm. by cutting him. And he's been so physically just unavailable. I think ultimately, too, uh, if you look at it, I think that um, I think that some team really, really, really could. I think there are several teams. The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears primarily would be one. Uh, the uh, Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. There's a couple of teams out there that would probably be drooling at the mouth. I mean, but if they, uh, but if he wants to go somewhere where he can rent, win right away, Chicago. Yeah, he goes Chicago. I don't know how he feels about playing in that Chicago weather, but if you're you're okay with it, Cam, Chicago. Yeah, for real, Chicago. Yeah, go to the Bears. Like I like I like I like 
Chicago, that defense is one def- one of the few defenses which was which was crazy because I remember uh, one of the greatest defenses I've seen was yeah. was the 2000 Ravens defense and Ray Lewis and uh, Rod Woodson talked about it all the time and they would sit there and say uh, they always used to tell the offense I like give us 14 points and we win the game yeah give us 14 if you can give us 14 I like that's a guaranteed W. Yeah, I like with I like with Chicago. If you can give that defense twenty one points, more than likely with a solid quarterback, that's a W. Yep, that's a W. Yep, yep, for sure. I like Cam Newton can give you twenty one points. Oh yeah, I think so. You know what I'm saying? And like in yeah, I like th- that's where he needs to go. Yeah, I mean, because all you would have to do is if you sign Cam Newton, then Cam Newton. You sign Cam Newton, and then you draft the best receiver. Because this is a loaded wide receiver class. You're mm-hmm. going to get your pick of the litter. You're going to have T. Higgins. You're going to have a, a, any of those fucking freaks. of there, Alabama might have some guys eligible because there's a lot of good receivers at Alabama right now. Mm-hmm. There's, Like I said, there's all kinds of receivers available in this upcoming draft class. You know, probably. Breland and tight end might be available. That's what I'm saying. They, they they could go overhaul their their mm-hmm. like weapons Offense. because that that's another thing they need to they need to get some receivers. Mm-hmm. If they go and get a they go get a like a big threat, big play, big play receiver. Yeah, because like the the receivers on this squad now are like number two guys. Yeah, they're all number twos. If if even that. Um, so, They're solid. They just don't strike fear in opposing offenses. No, no, and you put a number one corner on that guy, he's disappeared. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I definitely, uh, I definitely think that, uh, you know, they they should probably, they should probably really really go after Cam Newton, especially if the Panthers, you know, if the Panthers cut him. They should go after Cam Newton, and then they should also go after. Uh, a big name wide receiver in the draft to try to go yeah, with that. I like, and that's my thing because I know I see a lot of Panther fans. You know, whenever you guys lose, you know, when I like, and they always used to blame it on Cam and all that other stuff. And you know, next year if he's gone, and you guys might might be on a losing skid, who are you gonna blame? I uh, like, it's like it's like Cam was like a scapegoat. Cam was a scapegoat for a lot of these people. Now, granted, the quarterback, I mean, listen, it's like anything else. When your team's successful, your quarterback gets a little too much of the praise. But when stuff isn't going well, your quarterback gets too much of the blame, yeah. too. It's a two-way street. Um, here's the thing. The person that should have always been receiving blame for the Carolina Panthers Ron is Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is one of the dumbest pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. And I can't fucking and the, stand and, it. And the only reason like he, uh, like he even prolonged his time in... I like in Carolina was because of that Super Bowl appearance that yeah. bided him. That ball, that ball hit every, and this is what happens with Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera sucks, and then he has a pretty good season. Then he'll suck again. Pretty good season. I like it, suck it, and, and every the, time his seat gets warm, they overachieve. Uh, they win their division. I like they and do and, something. And the thing is, kind of like Tom Coughlin, but the difference is Tom Coughlin won Super Bowls. Exactly. But when Tom Coughlin was about to get shown a door, he won a Super Bowl. Then that bought that bought him another, you know, what I'm saying four or five years, won another Super Bowl. I don't mind that because Tom Coughlin proved that he can deliver. Ron Rivera hasn't delivered shit. Exactly. Even with really great teams, like you should have beaten, like you know, Denver Bronco with a. Aging Peyton Manning. Absolutely. That that I like. It, well, I wouldn't even say you wouldn't have beat him, but that game should have been a lot better than what the fuck it was. Absolutely, it should have been. The, the mere fact that you lost to the Denver Broncos, a Peyton Manning led team, and Peyton Manning wasn't the one that beat you. 
that says a lot. Yep. Yep. I agree. That says a lot. So, like, my thing is, I don't know how to feel about, you know, Cam Newton possibly not being a Carolina Panther because I, I thought he was going to retire. I'll there. tell you, I'd love to see him in a Denver Broncos uniform. I would not love to see him in a Chicago Bears uniform. I would love to see him anywhere but a Chicago Bears uniform. Yeah, you know I mean, fuck that. Oh, that. That's the only thing keeping us as the second best team in our division right now. The fact that the Bears are fucking Mitch Trubisky. I tell you, I did see a pretty funny thing on Twitter that somebody said the other day. Somebody was talking shit. Somebody was like. Somebody was making fun of Mitch Trubisky, and they're like, how the fuck did the Bears take Mitsubishi <laughs> over Deshaun Watson? And somebody went, alas, if only there was some way to tell that Deshaun Watson, and it put parentheses, 400 yards, three touchdowns versus Alabama in a championship game, was good at football. <laughs> I was dying laughing about that. I was like, dude, what? Again, to this day, I will never forget how much my heart sank into my stomach when I saw the Bears move. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, they're going to draft a Sean Watson and my life's going to be fucking over. Then they ended up drafting Mitch Trubisky. And then I was like, <laughs> yes! Which was crazy because they were like, at one point they were sitting there saying that we might draft Mitch Trubisky and I was like, Mike McCagney can't be that dumb. No, I like. No. I wanted Deshaun Watson. We ended up getting Jamal Adams, which I told everybody if we was to pick anybody over Deshaun Watson, it would have been Jamal Adams. So I was happy about that. Jamal yeah. Adams is a baller, and I Jamal Han- Adams has been one of the best young safeties in football. Yeah, so that he's was a great, great. He's great, but it's. I mean, he's not Deshaun Watson. The thing is, quarterback is the most important position. Yeah, and, and it is the one position that can make all the difference in the world yeah. for your team. And, and my thing with for Carolina Panther fans, like, do you truly believe in your heart that Kyle Allen is going to change life for you? Yeah, like that much? That much? Like that much, that much change your that, life. That much, you know what I'm saying? Like, Probably not. You, you can't sit here and look me dead in the eye and be like, you know, you trust Kyle Allen like that. Now, granted, he might earn your trust and he might earn my trust too. But you can't sit here and tell me that with a straight face. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. I don't believe it, you know. So, coming up next, Alabama suffers his first loss. We're going to get into that and what that means for everybody in the potential college football college football uh, race. Keep it locked on the scoreboard, Podomatic Radio. I used to let the mic smoke, now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. When I'm gone, no one gets on, cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn, but think about it, then you understand. I'm just an addict, addicted to music, maybe it's a habit, I gotta use it. Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm, I hook a beat up, convert it into hip-hop form. Write a rhyme in graffiti and every show you see me in deep concentration, cause I'm no comedian. Jokers are wild, if you wanna be tame, I treat you like like a child and you're gonna be Yo, thank you. Joel, Hulu has live sports MB? I thought your nickname was The Process. Not anymore. Alright. Do you think you could sign this without the Hulu has live sports? Legally, nah. Nah? Nah. That's kinda weird. Mr. MB, why'd you change your nickname? Money. Get that. Hulu has live sports. Money. 
Hulu has lies for us. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? Welcome back, everybody. It's a Thug Life moment of the week. And if you out here doing thug shit, we want to hear from you. You can hit us up on uh, Twitter. I'm at... Hey, you're, you actually changed your I Twitter. I ch- changed my Twitter handle. It's to, at, to match your uh, Twitch thing, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, my Twitch name and my Instagram name. So it's HBK underscore Illmatic. So I like it. Or you can hit us up at um, Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. Or you can hit us up via email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. So, hey, listen, y'all willing to send, listen, y'all willing to send us questions, which we're very thankful for. I would very much like it. If we got some thug shit from y'all, yeah, I would be very into that. Yeah. Me personally, me personally. Sometimes it's tough for me because I'll be looking. I'm like, well, where the thug shit? And like, I ain't got thug life moment of the week this week. I like, ain't th- nobody popping off some thug shit. He's like, guys, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, forgive us. We've been at work and in purgatory for yeah, the last exactly, week. Exactly. So, since you last heard from us, we've just been working and being miserable. Yeah. So, but my thug life moment of the week goes to Jim Ross, and basically. Nice. And basically, he overheard Seth Rollins talking shit about uh, AEW, talking about how how there were minor leagues and all that stuff. And Jim, Ro- somebody asked Jim Ross about this, and the, like, you no, know, somebody asked him about this, and his reply was he didn't really care. He said, "I don't care about what Seth Rollins says." He said, "Maybe one day he'll be as over as his girlfriend." Yep, there you go. I mean, he's kind of not—he's not wrong about that. Like, Seth Rollins is... He's dope. He's cool. Everyone likes him, but he's not... He's, he's not, not Becky Lynch. Yeah, he's not as over as Becky. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. So, uh... The man. Yeah, she's the literal fucking best. Um, so... Which was crazy, because I was talking to some people. I'd be talking like these young cats, like these Johnny Come Lately. They'd be talking about Becky Lynch and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, man. I Like, at one point in time, you know, Becky Lynch used to have threads, and they look at me like I was crazy. Like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah like, that's yeah. real. I was like, yeah, Becky Lynch used to have threads, bro. Look, it wasn't that long ago. That's how I know. Yo, you a Johnny Come Lately. Dude, and also, like, I remember, I remember when she first, like, debuted and was, like, in indie shit. She had like like pigtails and yeah. like the fucking short hair. Yeah, like she, she used to do the river dance in the ring. It was it, it was, was she was trying to figure out who the fuck she, she was. was. So yeah, she got there eventually. Yeah, she got like in the day she she got there like and she was cool. Then she had to reinvent herself. Man. Yeah, this just kind of stick stuck because I remember she was talking about it and like she said something on Instagram and she was like I remember whenever I came up with like this whole man stick she was trying to go heal and like you know make everybody hate her but it didn't happen that way so she was like for that you guys are pretty cool yeah 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 <laughs> so I was so I was trying to make y'all hate me but y'all ended up loving me so like you guys are pretty cool for that yep so 
I said the WWE Universe knows what it wants, man. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. For sure. So like, and something that I want, you know, and I was happy for my big brother, because you know, my big brother is a huge LSU fan for as long as I could ever remember him being like, you know, just, yeah. just being around all that stuff. My brother is a huge LSU fan. Yeah, well, DBU. So I like, I remember whenever ever it happened, I texted him, you know, Sunday morning after I got off from work telling him, you know, the game. I said that was a great win. Yeah. Yeah, man. For sure. People were asking me, like, you know, who I thought. I was like, I was going for LSU because my brother's an LSU fan. Fuck that. Yep. I think I think pretty much uh, if you ain't a team that just real talk really hates LSU, you know, you just one of them schools that really doesn't like LSU. Yeah, you were just you're pulling for LSU, like flat out. I, about everyone in the country was because it's just one of them things. Like, yeah. Man, everybody's sick of Bama, you know. Just like pretty soon, everybody and in a lot of places already. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot are people are already sick of Clemson. But people are already sick of Clemson. You know, that's just how it is, man. The teams that are consistently successful are very hateable. Yeah. But uh, at one point in time, everybody was sick of USC. Yeah, exactly. People were sick of Southern Cal. Like it, it happens. People are sick of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It happens. It just it happens. It happens in cycles. So, um, but yeah, man, fucking uh, that game was stupid good. Um, one of the best games I've seen this year. Yeah, man. Uh, Until we get to the college play. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa had a pretty good game. Uh, you know, he's solid, especially after. I'll, I'll do that was a warrior performance. It I was. Got, it I, was. I, I, can, I have a I ton can, of respect for that guy. I, I cannot be mad at him for like no. He for put this a, he, Yeah, he he put up like 400 yards. Yeah, four he's touchdowns right after a surgery. Yeah, he's a fucking. Tua Tua was the fucking man. He's the shit, man. And help. Cause it was just crazy. I know I had to get on Clemson fans after, like, you know, you guys slacked them. They were like, oh, that tour fell rain, all that. Go, like, shut the fuck up. Tua no. Tagovailoa is still one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. You hush your mouth with that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's solid. Like, I, I, I. Granted, he didn't play well, but nobody played well in that game. Yeah, I mean, now granted, that was more of a testament to just how yeah, dialed yeah, in Clemson, Clemson was. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was that was a testament to how Clemson was that game. You know, so but yeah, I like Tua had a warrior performance. I like, I'm proud of him. Yeah. You know, even though I don't care for Bama, I am a tag of Viola, uh, Viola fan. I like I love he's that good. kid. He's good. He's just fun to watch. He's good. Because uh, I, I was sitting, I was telling, this, I was talking to some Bama fan. I like Clemson fans still get mad to this day that you know that Jake Coker lost. To, I mean, though that the Deshaun Watson lost to Jake Coker. Yeah, I'm still fucking mad about that. Like, they, 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 Why they, wouldn't I be? Jake Coker sucks. <laughs> Fuck him. I was Where like, is he? <laughs> fucking his girlfriend and making six figures. <laughs> Fuck that piece, that pimple face piece of shit. I hope he gets hit by a train. He's not a real quarterback. Like, the fact that it wasn't Jalen Hurts like makes me sick. Or Tua. Yes! Fuck Jake Coker. You serious? Fuck Jake Coker. Yeah, because I was telling one of my homeboys, I like Clemson fans, like if you talk to them behind closed doors, they much rather would have lost to Jalen Hurts or Tua. Absolutely. Well, actually, they're the real quarterback. Well, they did lose to Jalen Hurts, just not in a yeah, national yeah, title not game. Yeah, not in a national title game. And that had less to do with Jalen Hurts and more to do with Kelly Bryant. Yeah. But fucking, you know, not to make excuses, but I mean, I'm not out. I, Jalen Hurts didn't exactly dazzle in that game. Yeah. It was more Kelly Bryant was that bad. Yeah. Um. So, which that's a testament to Bama's defense, just mm-hmm. stepping up and playing well. But so, man, 
fucking, like I said, but you get, let's get the fuck away from Jake Coker for I have an aneurysm, you know? <laughs> Just, ugh, disgusts me. Um, so, my whole thing is, uh, you know, just watching, uh, watching this game, um, it was just real back and forth, um, Joe Burrow and LSU played as well as they could, Joe, Joe Burrow played himself into possibly the first quarterback taken in the draft. Joe Burrow is, man, and I'll tell you, it's funny, when you think about how far he's come in a year, mm-hmm. the last year at LSU, he played... Bama, he only had 181 yards and struggled. Mm-hmm. He has really put in the work and effort and mm-hmm. just is improved. And he's a the, he's in the Heisman yeah. now. Like he's I like and here's the thing, like the thing that that uh that oppressing most about Burrow and like, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I was telling for as long as I play I've been watching Batman, like during their run of dominance, you know, it the like the way to beat DeBama is you have to have a good quarterback, and yes. not, not only that, not only did your quarterback have to be really good, your quarterback within the confines of those games has to make like two or three plays that change the game. Yes. and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a touchdown. It has to be subtle things, like you know, like when Deshaun Watson played Bam in the second national title game. Like you know, a thing a thing that impressed me was the mere fact of how much Ruben, because Ruben Foster and the boys was laying the wood on Deshaun Watson. They were trying oh, to knock the, him out of that game. I like, and there was like Plain a play, there, there was like a play where he got helicopters. You doing like a helicopter spin, and he still got up, and I was just like, that's a gamer right there. I like you know when Johnny Manziel uh, played Bama, like you know and beat Bama in Bama, he made a few few runs, but I was just like, whoa, that's a gamer. Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, Trevor Lawrence on a smaller scale because that Bama team isn't wasn't as good as the ones Deshaun Watson was facing. Yep. You know, I like it like and Joe Burrow made a few of those plays. Like there was a play that broke down and he uh he ran it out for a first down and there was a couple of Bama guys that basically just slammed into the ground and he got back up. That you don't know it may be something small, but you don't know what that does for your team. Yeah, 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 that'd be true. Not getting rattled, staying calm and doing a good job and just, you know, Again, it was it was really impressive watching you know Deshaun Watson in those games. But Joe Burrow, man, that's a tough kid. Yeah, he was taking shots in that Texas game too. Now, granted, Texas Texas didn't quite end up being what they looked like they yeah. were, were like last year. They were better than they were this year. Yeah, you know they've regressed some. Um, but you know Joe Burrow's fucking legit. You know, like he's very good and he's impressive, man. Uh, you know. If you're a if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you're excited about either having Tua or Joe Burrow, or maybe yeah. Herbert. But at this point, it's probably those two. It's probably one of those because, two. Because the thing about Herbert is he has all the talent. He just doesn't have the tangibles. Yeah. So like, but the talent is off the charts. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. He just doesn't have those intangible things that separate him. You're yeah. absolutely right. That's that's a really good way to put it about Herbert. But. Like I said, Joe Burrow, I've been really impressed with his development. Ed Ogeron deserves a ton of credit. Yes. Like, he's he's a, he's a great fucking coach. I'm upset that USC didn't keep him. Yeah, of course you should be. Ed Ogeron deserved a chance. And, and like, and I'm not speaking 2020, I, hindsight 2020. I've been saying this. You said that. I remember when they didn't hire him. I remember, I remember talking to you about it, and you were mad. Yeah. You were like, he deserved a fucking chance because fucking... He took over, and we responded really well with yeah. him. 
and I was upset. Yeah, it was sort of like when, uh, you know, again, it was like when, you know, not to keep wrapping around back to Clemson, but fucking when Dabo Sweeney got his chance, it was like, okay, there might be something here with this yeah. guy. You know, Ed Ogeron was very obviously the guy that the guy that, that should have gotten that job, and uh, he didn't. I like, and I have. I have nothing but love and respect for Ed Ogeron. So I like whenever, whenever, um, whenever they I found out they hired him. I remember I text my older brother and say, "You guys, you got a good coach. Oh, absolutely. Y'all like give, give him a few years. Absolutely, man. And here we are, fucking they're the number one team in the fucking nation. Um, they, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're just there's no ifs, ands, or buts about yeah. it. They're they're fucking good. Because my thing was like, you know, I just wanted to see what Ed could do with a solid quarterback. Now we're seeing what he can do with a solid quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I again, I, I've been impressed with Burrow. I've been impressed with LSU, and you know, like I said, good, good, good Lord, though. You know, I'll say this too: uh, Alabama, uh, they made they acquitted themselves really well in this game. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, LSU played about as well as they could. And Alabama played pretty well. Yeah, I it like just, that, 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 LSU just played better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like, you know, hats off the Bama. I like, I know a lot of people shit talk them and everything else. I like the thing with that is outside of outside of Trevor Lawrence, you guys slacking slacking them. When you play Alabama, you earn that fucking victory. Absolutely. That's, so that's why whenever you beat them, well, it's such a big why, deal. And that's why it, that what happened to them in the national championship last year was such a big deal because that doesn't happen yeah. to Alabama teams. Yeah. You know, you, earn, you earn that victory. It just doesn't happen. So again, this is what it normally looks like, and you know, it's one of those things where, like I said, it's just a testament to LSU, and you just have to kind of tip the cap to them. Mm-hmm. Um, because at, at that point, even Clemson fans will be a lot. Because I talked to a bunch of Clemson fans about, yeah, they deserve to be the number one team in the nation. Like after you, yeah, after they you, should. Like, they should be the number one team in the nation. The, they I have, have no to. problem with that. Yeah. Um, he said, like the, the thing was, like they still have to see us, and we got to see them. Yeah, exactly. And I'm excited about that. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that was really funny. Um, you know, that cracked me up the week prior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Clemson was fifth. Behind Penn State, even I thought that was disrespectful. And what and it was, but ultimately, I literally was laughing my ass off. I was like, you know who's happier than a pig and shit about that? Dabo Sweeney. Yes. Because Dabo Sweeney is the king of no one respects us, us. The rest of y'all, bus fucking bring your own guts. Like Dabo Sweeney is the king of getting these kids motivated. Yeah. And like he just he's all about it, and you know. And that was one of the best things that for Dabo. Look, look, they don't respect y'all, blah, blah, blah. Y'all yeah. undefeated. Yeah. Y'all are the reigning national champions. They don't respect y'all. What yeah. the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't respect me as a coach. They don't respect y'all as players. We put the work in. Nobody loved that more than him. Yeah, exactly. Just, just for the mere fact, like, if anybody that's ever seen Dabo Sweeney, whenever, like, he'd be, like, on these shows and stuff, like, leading up to, like, a playoff, like, you know, run or something like that, he just looks like he just upset and just, like, nonchalant. He, like, he throw low-key, uh, subtly throws shade. Well, it's funny because he's he's just real dialed in, but yeah. he also he's lo- he loves being dis he loves Does being the underdog and disrespected and all that stuff. He loves that shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, yeah, because he he's just fuel. Yeah. So, um, you know, he loves that shit. So it was very interesting to watch. Uh, you know, um, I uh, 
you know, Penn State, man, they turn around and lay an egg. Of course. Against, I, I remember I was, tell, I was telling a lot. Against Minnesota, who's I, legitimate, by the way. I was telling a lot of Clemson fans. They were like, this is horse shit. How are we going to be number I five? Was, I, I, was I, was, I was like, I was bro. Like, it's going to take care of it's, itself. All of this going to take itself. Like, Ohio, Ohio State is going to take care of itself. I really don't believe in them, even though I, I like Ryan Day a lot. Ohio State's one of those teams that they always lose to a team they shouldn't. Yeah. And until they don't. They, they, I, I, I like. I told. I was telling people like it wasn't be surprised me if Michigan beats them. I like they're due. They are due. I agree. They are due. I agree. Like, Michigan. I don't think Michigan's talented enough to beat them. Yeah. But they are due. They are due. I like Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio State since Urban Meyer took over. That's yeah. been a long time. Mm-hmm. They're due. Yeah. So there's that. Um, you have um, like you said. I, I was laughing about it because I was like, "Why are y'all even that upset about this?" Because like it's about to take care of itself. This yeah. semantics, that, uh, like, and it gives Dabo Sweeney like these kids well, are gonna be as a bulletin board material. Yeah. Like, let's see, Ryan. It that, works out for everybody. I'll say that that's the difference between an educated Clemson fan and an uneducated Clemson fan. Yeah. Like, hey, listen. Because like, my man, my man Mason said the same thing. He was like, "I ain't worried about. It. He's gonna take care of himself." Yeah, exactly. Because he's not stupid. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, listen, I, I'm. I am as big a Clemson fan as anyone, and I've been going to these games since I was a kid. Our fan base is literally one of the worst. One of the worst. They're whiny. They're spoiled. They're shitty. They're terrible. And they're, they're idiots. Uh, and the thing they're was, idiots. Uh, the thing was, they were, idiots. They were spoiled before the national They were time. spoiled when they didn't have a... Listen, they were entitled, arrogant shit weasels when they didn't have a reason to be entitled, arrogant shit weasels. It just, it just and now like they that. have a reason to act like that. Shit, you can't tell them motherfuckers nothing. nothing. Can't tell them. Nothing. I, I was like, dude, I like. So one, another one of my coworkers, Jamie, like he said, he hates going to Clemson game, uh, games because he's a Clemson fan too. He said, dude, I'll be sitting in the stands and like we have like a play for like eight yards, and I hear a motherfucker behind me be like, why you ain't score? <laughs> yep, yep, that that cracks me up. You told me that story a bunch, and that shit is funny. He was like, or they be like, or they miss a, a complete a pass, uh, miss, uh, a, they like incomplete a pass, and like Trevor only have like, or Deshaun will only have like four incompletions. They be like, you should have, you should have completed them other four passes, bro. It's terrible. It dude, sucks. Dude, but getting back to the Bama LSU game. So I saw a really cool thing that someone said. Ed Ogeron was the coach that, that got passed over. Joe Burrow was the quarterback that teams didn't believe in. And Hilaire, the kid that had 100 rushing yards, was told that he was too small to make it at a D1 school. I thought that was a really cool thing to see. Yeah. Like, And I saw Hilaire and Ogeron, you know, hugging it out on the sideline. And Hilaire got really emotional because, you know, they had lost to Alabama how, the whole time he's been there. Yeah. And it was cool to see that kid have such a big game. And you know, like him and Coach on, O on, on the biggest stage. Oh, yeah, that was really cool, man. There was just, there was just a lot of great shit that came out of that game. Mm-hmm. You know, again, Hilaire had a huge game. Um, freaking man, Smith for Alabama. Which, granted, Alabama's hilarious in that they—that's one of the best receiving cores I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like they just—they're absurd. You know, it just—it's just one of those things. But, uh, you know, like I said, I, it, there was just a lot of really spectacular performances and a lot of cool shit to see. Um, but, yeah, man, fucking, uh, you know, I just... I, I, congratulations to LSU. 
Yeah. I like it, like in Bama fans, you really have nothing. To, like if you're Listen, a Bama, fifth, y'all fifth. Okay, yeah, like, one, if you're a smart Bama fan, like, you're not worried about it. You're not worried about it, and you should be proud of the way your team plays. Well, if you're a smart Bama fan, what's gonna happen is so one good thing since you're Alabama, you are who you are, and you, and, and you lost to the number one team and, in the nation. So the people don't. The SEC has this fucking, like, oh, they respect the hell out of y'all. They respect the hell out of the SEC. They respect the hell out of Alabama personally. And the mere fact that LSU is not a bad loss. They are going to do everything in their power to ensure Mm -hmm. that you guys get back. You guys, because, okay, here's the thing, too. So, Georgia's ranked fourth currently because the top ten right now is it's um, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Bama's fifth. I don't believe in Georgia, though. I don't believe in Georgia either, and that's not me being an asshole. Like, their offensive coordinator is bad. Their offense should be better than it is, and yeah. it just isn't what it should be. I don't believe I mean, in Georgia I, either. Well, which is crazy, because I, I remember I was talking to a Bama fan, like, at my job, and, like, something very telling, because we were sitting there talking about it, and he was like, yeah, we're fifth, but we somehow get in a playoff thing. Like, we... He said we would. He said him personally. He said I would like to go through Clemson and LA and LSU. I like because I feel like that's the only way we would even get it, get any kind of respect is if we have to yeah. go through those two teams. Yeah, well, because the thing is, they got. Well, but, to, but the thing they, is, though, the thing is that he wants that. They're yeah, like, and, I I res- that. And, I, and I respect that because he should want that because people shit on them horribly the year that they won it with Tua, where he came in for Jalen Hurts against Georgia because it's like. Dude, y'all didn't even have to play in y'all's championship yeah. game because Auburn beat y'all. Then Auburn played Georgia and lost. Yeah. Y'all got a game off yeah. before you even had to go into the playoff. Like, no, no one respected that. Like, it, I agree. If they do get in the fucking playoffs, they should have the worst road. Like, whatever that means, you know, they, they should have to play Clemson and LSU yeah. if, they, if they're going to win it all. You know? Yeah. I agree with that. And, uh, Ultimate that way, like, you know, and I, respect, and I respect him for wanting that. Yeah, he should want that, you know, because ultimately, like, yeah, well, and he probably feels that way because he knows how much people talk shit yeah. about their fucking 2017 national mm-hmm. championship. Because, like, man, fuck y'all, y'all didn't even fucking have to fucking play your chance. Yeah. There should be, and my dad and I say this all the time there should be an addendum that if you don't win your conference, you shouldn't be in the playoff. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be. Like, our, our, guy, our guy and a friend of the show, Cody Can, like, you know, I think he's, I don't know if he's advocating for an 18 playoff, but he's getting to the point where, you know, they're going to have to start looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and I've been saying this, because uh, I, I feel like anybody one through eight on any given week, if the top eight teams could beat anybody yeah. that are in the top eight. Yeah. Now, granted, they're usually, in college football, it's interesting that usually there's a dip sometimes on some of these teams. Yeah. Like, last year, okay, like, last year, I don't know who seven was. Like, okay, Texas ended up 10th. Yeah. I think, and may, they finished in the top 10. But let's just use them for hypothetical, just, just for the sake of this this, this point we're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Clemson, you know, Texas had that really good game, and, you know, they, uh, they beat Georgia, and it was all fine, well, and good. I think everyone can concede that Clemson would have beat the shit out of Georgia. Yeah. I mean, beat the shit out of Texas. So, sometimes you have to... You don't know which team in the top tier is... You don't know which one of those teams is going to be... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're going to be, like, legitimate and be able to compete. 
yeah. you don't you don't really know. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of let them play it out. But that is what's interesting about that. Like you don't know who's going to upset who on what week. Yeah. So that's one of the like you said one of the pro points for that very thing. Yeah. But again, in terms of the shakeup, ultimately this really truly just lines it up perfect where yep we're gonna have another two sec teams in the conference like i'm getting sick of that i'll say that i am real sick of that shit like you know right now you have an acc school a big 10 school an sec school another sec school and then a fifth sec like a a third sec school in fifth that's retarded like it's retarded now granted the Big Ten's not taking care of business elsewhere. The ACC's weak as fuck. The Pac-12's a joke, yep. and the um, you know the Big Twelve is kind of a joke too. So again, that's kind of why that's the case. But uh, you know, I just I don't know. Like it's it's frustrating. Alabama's going to be in the playoff probably. Yeah. I like if I had to put money on if it. If I had to put money on it, they're going to get it. And, it's and the, fucking thing, the unfair. thing is, if they go through LSU and Clemson, then fine. But it's unfair that they get a game off yeah. while the rest of these teams don't. Yeah. That's unfair. That's very unfair. I like, but, but at the same time, like they're not better than Clemson. So if they were to beat you guys, it, it, yeah, I, I mean if they, yeah, yeah, I mean if they beat Clemson, they beat Clemson. But at the same time, you could also, oh yeah, they got it. They get an extra week to yeah. if they're in, they don't have to play a conference championship. They get an extra week to prepare for whoever they're going to yeah. be preparing for. Shitty. Yeah. You know. But again, so like I said, that's kind All of. Right, but that's the committee though, because I was sitting there. Telling, yeah. I like because my thing is I don't think they should just for the mere fact they got their benefit of the doubt a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think so too. I think you, I think you got it once. I, I I don't I just don't I don't love it. I don't love that shit where you cannot win your conference and get in. I think yeah. that's garbage. I really do. Like, and I would be saying that like okay, last year if Clemson had lost to fucking Syracuse and not won the ACC, because the thing is the ACC is so shitty. That Clemson is getting so disrespected that Clemson can't lose. Yeah. Like, flat out, they can't lose. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they're so much better than the competition they're playing, they shouldn't be losing anyway. But on any given week, a team could lose focus and lose to any team. Yeah, most definitely. That's what's so impressive about what Clemson's done this last two years. Like, the fact that they have been undefeated, mm-hmm. like, through 20-something games. It's nuts. Yeah. Like, you don't just do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Again, it just, it's one of those things where, like, okay, well, like, you can have wiggle room if you're Alabama or you're an SEC school, but no one else. Also, the SEC schools aren't as good as they used to be, so why do they still get all this credit? Like, it's 2009. Yeah. Because it's not. It's 2019. This is a decade later. It's not the same thing anymore. I don't know. Right. It's just it's I, I, interesting. I just, I, just, I, just have to, I just have to look at everybody else in the field to play. Yeah, that's yep. unfair. But at the same time, everybody else needs to step their game up. I agree. Well. I agree. I like every, like including USC, everybody needs to step their game up. I like, and if we, if nobody else steps their game up, you just leave in a window for them to continue. Exactly. That. That's what I'm saying. These other conferences need to get a little better, just because you know the SEC is down, but ultimately yeah, the we, committee we, we, is going to still. The committee is going to continue to jerk off to these teams. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So you have to... If you guys really want to, like, eliminate, like, questions about it, then, you know, 
y'all need to take care of your fucking business like the Pac-12, the big, the big 12. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, they need to take care of your fucking business mm-hmm. to just remove like, hey, nah, man, no second SEC team because we're fucking taking care of business in our mm-hmm. conference. You know, if an undefeated Pac-12 team was sitting here, we wouldn't be fucking having this conversation mm-hmm. probably because they. Georgia and L, Georgia and Bama would be on the outside looking in mm-hmm. if Oregon was undefeated yes. or, if, or if whoever. Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, these teams have to take care of their business yes. too. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. Like, I'm I'm upset about it. By the same time, like, I look at everybody else, my team included. Like, everybody else needs to handle business because if you, you got to take it out of the committee's hand. You're, yep. Basically, everybody else is making it easy for them. Yeah, and you can't make it easy for no, them absolutely at all. So really, like it's it's an onus on everybody else. I agree, it's on everybody else. But coming up next, I like we got one question from a particular young lady. It's a very interesting one, and I can't wait to get into it next on the Scoreboard Automatic Radio. Visions of a young boy, ready for that gun war. Bring it to your front door. Death is what he come for. Living life unsure. Smoke weed, slung raw. Talking to them pigs, the type of shit you get hung for. When you dedicate to them streets, there's one rule. Never defecate when you eat. Never get up, put up a fight when you face a defeat. And it's cool to fuck them, but never put your face in a freak. Told me back ten niggas. Do your homies have money? Are you broke? Yeah. Do bitches look at you like some kind of joke? Straight up. There's nothing you can do except get your PhD. Play a haters degree? That's right. Oh, hell yeah. Player Haters Academy, located on Well Farm in Detroit, offers the finest in playeration tactics. Yeah, that's right. Such as the bitch hater. Hey, man, fuck that fine ass bitch. Or the look sugar. Yo, bitch, I might be ugly, at least I ain't got no money. Or the never-ending shooting star. Just cause he got a car, he wanna be driving that bitch. Get your PhD and join a nation of player Haitian. Word What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, my man. We only got one question today because the arcade and I are exhausted. Yes. Very exhausted. I like I got this question from this lady named Stacy. I like which was kind of crazy which was I wouldn't even say it's kind of crazy, but you know, I 
she listens to the show and hell yeah stacy i appreciate you i like i kind of got the feminist vibe from her whenever she asked this question but i guess she was wondering she wondering why you know WNBA players don't make as much as the nba players and she feels like they deserve to be paid just as much as they do and i look i told her i like listen to the sh- uh listen to the show and i'm gonna touch on that so if you're listening to this stacy i like let me educate you for a second now I like whenever you whenever you ask me this question, I don't know what kind of place and energy it was coming from, because I, I I don't know if you listen how long you've been listening to the show, but if you're just now listening to the show, you know me, the heartbreak kid, Michael Hill. I am a huge WNBA fan, probably one of the biggest you'll probably ever see. Now, for me to answer your question, the reason why women don't get WNBA players don't get paid as much as NBA players is in order for you to get to where you're going, you got to know where you've been. Now, as far as the NBA, the NBA has been going on for been going on since like the 50s, mm-hmm. and you got to think about that. Like guys are just now getting 100 million dollar, 200 million, 300 million dollar contracts. Now you, that in, in order for that to happen, that means that some of the greatest of all time that have ever played this game are playing for scraps. All people, uh, yeah, like, and people, not people, not, to, not to cut across you brother like just to further your point and what you're talking about there uh, so you gotta think too like so during the 70s the 70s was one of the deadest eras of mm-hmm. basketball especially the mid to late 70s mm-hmm. you gotta think like guys like George Gervin, Pete Miravich um, these dudes Kareem like Kareem to an extent you know Oscar um, Robinson yeah like these dudes were not making money yeah and that's why Oscar Robinson did the players union, you know, mm-hmm. and the it's a, a, a lot of these guys yeah. had a part time jobs outside of their profession. Yeah, like the guys that weren't the guys that we just mentioned who could make a living, you know, the cost of living was it they were still make but they were still making good money, but it wasn't the type of money that like, you know, you <sighs> see today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you had these guys like, you know, the every man like Kobe Bryant's dad played during jelly bean yeah yeah jelly bean played during like the The 70s and and 80s and he literally had to go play in europe yeah because he needed like he's like hey i need this money to provide for my family Mm -hmm. and he like and he wasn't a a, a top tier player yeah no he wasn't at all and that was kind of a thing so, so like I say this, I say that to say this, Stacy. I like in order for the WNBA, I like in these ladies to, well, uh, ladies to make the money, there has to be a foundation. The NBA had a foundation of 60, 70 years of guys fighting for that, and and it, you know, being it the way it is. The WNBA hasn't been around that long. It's probably been around since like the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Skylar Diggins, I love her to death. I, lo- I love a lot of these ladies to death, but. It's one of those things where, you know, if I was to talk to Skylar Diggins and talk to Atlanta Deladon, you're not going to see that kind of money. Y'all, like, you're the foundation yes. for the for the ladies that will make that type of money, and that and, and if anything, that will make you more revered in a light, especially if you was elite. You know, whenever women, when the first woman does get a first hundred million dollar contract, they gonna look at uh, ladies like that. And like hell, even before Elena Deladon, like the Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops, who's like the Michael Jordan of the WNBA, you know what I'm saying, wasn't making money. Cheryl Miller, who was probably the greatest female basketball player to never step foot or like on the WNBA stage, would have been paid a lot of money. So it was just like the foundation is being set 
right now because you guys haven't been around that long it's a process and you can't you can't speed up the process especially whenever the guys you know they've been putting the work in and the ladies have to kind of put that work in as well yeah and it's the other thing too is just talking about uh you know certain contracts and dudes progressing it was a gigantic deal when magic johnson in 1981 signed that 25-year 25 million dollar contract yeah that was like groundbreaking yeah. insane money mm -hmm. you know now that's a pittance yeah to a lot a, of these a, nba a, a players. lower tier player can get that yeah low tier players make 25 million dollars in the nba like you know or guys that just are like role players yeah the solid you know? role players make that yeah. kind of money alan crab got one of the stupidest contracts i've ever seen in my life who the fuck is alan crab <laughs> like he is, it was like a like a fucking like i don't know it was like a 60 million dollar con it was something absurd. i like i like and stacy here's a stat here's a crazy stat and here's a piece of history for you i don't know who you, i don't know if you know who chandler parsons is but chandler parsons this year is making 25 million dollars larry bird made 24 million dollars his is his in his entire career so in one season chandler parsons is making more than the great larry bird it's one of those things where like the wnba unfortunately is having to build their brand and their market up mm -hmm and trying to build their brand up to, to where be, to, it can be a conglomerate it can be like these these teams can be such like oh wow they're so popular these teams are so fucking popular that yeah we can hand out these sort of contracts mm -hmm. to these women who deserve them they deserve them but uh but at the same time like you know whenever these ladies are like you know complaining about that i would sit there and tell them like you deserve your money but at the same time you you came in at the wrong y'all y'all are having to build this league yeah that's you, what the, the, the foundation league, the foundation of your league unfortunately because it has to start somewhere let's start somewhere you're having to build this league up and make it more popular because again you know Hell, like, it I, almost, the WNBA almost didn't make it out of its fledgling years in the first like five or six years of it. Yeah, it was in trouble. Yeah, a lot of trouble. Yeah, my thing is, you know, one of the greatest ever play, Lisa Leslie. I like, and the thing is, you know, Lisa Leslie, you like, you know, who is a big foundation block on which this, uh, which this conglomerate was built upon. You know what I'm saying? She never complained about that. Like like the greats, like Becky Hammond didn't complain. Rebecca Lobo, Dawn Staley. You know what I'm saying? Like those are some. This this how Stacy. This is how long I've been a fan that I know these names. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like guys like I mean women like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the these women didn't complain because these women knew. They just they were just glad they had a platform to where they could show yeah. their talent. Yeah, and like wow, we can actually be go professional yeah. and be professional yes it ended for them yeah you know a lot and, of and college it ended for a lot of them reggie miller's sister cheryl miller one of the greatest to, had to go play for the globetrotters yes that was her only career option mm -hmm. this woman could have and should have been a michael jordan-esque -esque. type force for 
women's she, basketball. She would have been the Cheryl Swoops of the WNBA if that was available to her at that time. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. And so the these women okay. had, had and, 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 and that's what I'm and that's what we're trying to explain to you, Stacey. Like we get the gripes of oh, these, these women, but at the same time, they have to do their own history because the, some of the greatest who have ever played knew what it was. Cheryl Miller didn't even have a play, chance to be on this platform. Yeah, exactly. At all. So And she doesn't complain about it. Like no. it was what it was. No, and the thing is, these women are going to get there. Yeah. It's just it, it's just unfortunate that the league has to be expanded enough and popularized enough by these women, these mm-hmm. wonderful athletes, to get it to the point to where people are going to pay them. Yeah. These these contracts. Like, man, wow, you know, it would be really nice if I could sit there and be like, yeah, uh, Man, Elena Deladon, when she signed with the Mystics, she signed an $80 million contract. Yeah. I would love to be I will, able to I will, say that. I would love to break that news to you. That's, I would love that because she deserves... She deserves everything she that she gets. I like, you know, yes. Scott, I like Skylar's the main component of that. Like, it got to the point where Skylar was complaining so much that Draymond Green was like, dude, I'll give you some money if you shut the fuck up. Yeah. I like because, you know, even the NBA play, you think a lot of NBA players pay homage to the greats before them because they knew. Yeah. And the and the other thing, too, is the the NBA tries to do what they can to be very supportive of the league. Yes. Like they go out of their way to you see a lot of these players go at, to, at, 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 their at games. these games and like they go to the games and they try to they try to do what they can. And I've, and I've always said on this show that I've always liked the women's college game better than the men's college game because it was I felt like they were better fundamentally and more fundamentally sound. It was a cleaner game. And my thing is this, like, you know, for, for women like you like, who are complaining about that, I like you and women like you, my, my solution to you is if you want it to be better, you can't just you can't rely on the NBA. Women in droves need to be supporting this product. Absolutely. Like, and my thought, why don't women support this product? You guys will go to an NBA game in a heartbeat, but you won't go to a WNBA game. Yeah. I, I like mean, it. And I've been to plenty. You know what I'm saying? There'd be more dudes there than women. Yeah, a lot of times. And the thing is, that's just, if you want to see, it's like anything else. Okay, so you like a band, you go to the concerts, you buy concert t-shirts, you buy, buy the, merch, you buy merch, you buy the CDs. To give this band a reason to keep making music. Mm-hmm. So that's how you support it. It's like anything else. Any sort of entertainment thing. Like you like an author, buy their books. You like an you like an artist, buy their music. Mm-hmm. Or buy their art. Or buy their whatever. So they have a reason to keep doing this. You like the WNBA and watch you it. want these women to make money? Watch, watch the product. Go to the games. Buy merch. Do what you have to do. Because uh, yeah, because my thing is like you know I don't know if you're blaming the NBA, but I feel like a lot of ladies blaming the NBA and taking shots at those. The guys. NBA does. Uh, the uh, NBA they, has saved the WNBA yes. multiple. They like they when they were in trouble, they went to the NBA the first time. The NBA is the one that like bought them out mm-hmm. to essentially give them like hey nah like here's some money here's a nest egg. Like, we want this to be a thing. We want this to be a thing. Like, we want women to be able to play basketball, like, professionally. Like, it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, so, so my thing is, like, the venom shouldn't be towards the NBA at all. No. 
All like you know, those guys are just those guys are profiting and benefiting from the forefathers of the game, who the people who have Real built tall, this game. Draymond Green received more money than is reasonable for his dumb ass. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green should not make the money he does for what he does. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green's a good player, but he's a role player. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple, he was a role player in the right situation. And in a very visible situation. And like, and what he does is invaluable. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah, you know, he's a defensive specialist, great playmaker, you know, yada, yada, yada. Draymond Green's good, whatever. But he's not what he gets paid. No. Not, not even close. Not at and all. And a lot of these guys aren't worth what they are being paid. But that's, but, but they, they've. They're benefiting from. from the, this is. It, you know, in America, it's like, hey, man, you have the NFL, you have baseball, and you have basketball. And the NFL is the least lucrative of these options, mm -hmm. usually. Yeah. Because the thing is... Those contracts aren't guaranteed. A lot of these contracts aren't guaranteed, and they're easily voided, and a lot of these players get hurt. Mm -hmm. And, like, nine... Like, 10% of the players make 90% of the money in the NFL. Yeah. Whereas in baseball, it's a little friendlier, but the grind's a lot worse. Yeah. Basketball is far and away the best for yeah. getting paid for the amount of work you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's just... Basketball's the best of the big three sports. Mm -hmm. By far. Most definitely. You know? So, ultimately, like I said, women's basketball is building up, and hopefully mm -hmm. it gets to a point where one day we can look... And, you know, we can look at the, you know, Brianna Stewart's of the world. Mm -hmm. And Brianna Stewart isn't having to go play in fucking Europe, Europe like, to make supp supplementary money and, and fucking, you know, you like, know, die and like, and like, waiting yeah, for a European team. And, like, and, like, and, that, and that's the thing. I like, you know what I'm saying? You, uh, and the... the It'll get there eventually, but I, but like like I said, Stacy, the WNBA hasn't been around enough. Like, there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah, a lot of work to do because you got to think. You know, since some like I like Jordan. I like Jordan wasn't getting paid a whole lot when he played. No, Jordan made most of his money off his shoe contracts. Yes, and that was that's the thing with a lot of the, a lot of these dudes. They made especially like you know George George Gervin did a shit ton of commercials. Mm -hmm. Because George Gervin's contract wasn't that good. Mm -mm. It's like, wow, he's famous. He's George Gervin. He's the Iceman. Yeah. Pete Maravich was the same way. Like Pete Walt, Walt, Walt Frazier was the same way. That's, they, these dudes used their likenesses and who they were as basketball players to market themselves and make money uh -huh. doing that. Like, Will Chamberlain did every fucking commercial he could. Now, granted, Will Chamberlain made money anyways because yeah. he's Will Chamberlain. But he was these guys were having to really, you know, do that. And mm -hmm. eventually like that's kind of where we're at yeah. right now. The I think as far as the women's game, that's where we at right now. Yeah. Like these women are starting to get paid a little bit more, but they are also having to go supplement their in and having to kind of try to land these contracts yeah. elsewhere. You know, these Adidas contracts, these mm -hmm. Nike contracts, these whatever contracts. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what they are having to do. And, uh, you know, that's just where it's at, you know. And ultimately, you know, it's like, a bummer, but uh, it's they'll a, get there. It's a bummer, Stacey, but like like I said before, like in order for you to know where 
this thing is going you got to know where it's been and you know i don't know if you did your research or not but that that's the thing WNBA hasn't been around that long and the mere fact that you know the nba had to save it on more than one occasion it's not the nba's fault and like my thing is women need to support this product yeah i like you I like if you know what i'm saying if you want to make change you can't just be looking at the guys and be like fix this you women need to uh, like you know and i'm, just, I'm not uh, like women you guys need to support this product the thing is these franchises which god god help me i'm not, I, 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 I'm not I, I, exactly over here being like oh hell yeah I love it when fucking sports teams are worth a billion dollars. Because it's ludicrous how much money these organizations are worth. Yeah. It's laughable. But at the same time, because they have this much money, they can throw this much money at these te- these players mm-hmm. because they have the money to do so because and they're... That- they're team is worth this amount of money and, and, and you, their and, sport is worth this and, amount and you, you got to think about it stacy it's also an investment you know i like if, I, if i'm the lakers i like i'm perfectly i'm perfectly content with giving lebron james and anthony davis 200 million dollars a piece because i know i'm gonna get that back tenfold yeah because especially we, if we win i'm gonna get all of that back and then some you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of great players in the WNBA, but there's not one where i can sit there and be like i can give this woman this amount of money and i can see that back tenfold yeah i like because a lot of dudes don't even i like a lot of dudes and a lot of women don't even you know what I'm saying fuck with the wnba like that yeah you know what I'm saying people laugh at me because I, I like the wnba people give dude people have been giving you shit for being a wnba fan the entire time i've known you yeah like literally that's a thing like people fuck with you about that and you're like man it's a clean like you say you're like man it's a clean game it's a lot of good it's a lot of fun to watch and i can't tell you how many times i've heard people i ain't watching that fucking shit yeah i ain't watching women play basketball what was the score like two to seven that's what i'm saying i can't tell you how many dudes i've watched make fun of you in person and you know you just casually just are like man you can get out of my face with that shit you know, I can't tell you how many times I've watched that. Uh, so, exactly. I'm, so I'm sitting here, I, I look at it, I'm like, so you you don't want to watch pretty girls play basketball, but you be getting hype over watching some sweaty dudes play basketball. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, some... that, that makes a whole lot of sense. So yeah, man, like I said, I, uh, I laugh about that all the time. But uh, ultimately, like I said, the WNBA just is good. It, it's going to have to continue to grow for these ladies to get paid. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's and, up to the fans. It's to up to the fans. It. I like Plain and simple. And unfortunately for the ladies that are currently in the grind, they're, they're having to catch the L for you, it. You're going to have to catch the L for. I like you know it. It's unfortunate, but you know, Elena Deladon may not ever see a hundred million dollar contract, even though she should. Brittany Griner might not ever see a hundred million dollar contract. She should though. Mm-hmm. I like you got to think about it. Diana Taurasi is one of the best to ever play, and you know she took a year off from the WNBA to go play strictly for Russia because she made more money. Yeah, she made way more money playing for Russia that year, and it, it you know it pretty much ensured that her finances are right. Yeah, she took a whole year off from the WNBA and was like, man, fuck that shit. I'm gonna go do this. Y'all says uh, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Essentially. So yeah, like so that so that's what it was. I like my thing is you know to the ladies that are in the grind, complaining about and taking shots at NBA players in the NBA. That's not gonna solve the situation because a guy like me who like you know who fucks with y'all, you know I'm saying I've seen some of the greatest, like you know the pioneers of this game. You know what I'm saying like they like they took it in stride and they knew what it was. 
and they don't complain about it. Lisa Leslie doesn't complain about it at all, ever. No. Rebecca Lobo doesn't either. You know, Becky Hammond doesn't. I like, you know what I'm saying? I like, it was a grind, and they knew it was a grind. They were just happy they had a platform where they can showcase their talent. Yeah. I like, you know, and at the, oh, and at that point, and at this point, you know, just keep on grinding and keep on chipping. It's going to be a hard fight, a hard fight, but you're eventually, in about maybe 20, 25 years, you know, whenever women are getting, tw- uh, like, you know, the $80 million, $90 million contracts, they can look back. You no, know, yep. at the Scholar Diggers, they can look at back at the Diana Tarasis and look back at the Atlanta Della Dons, the Enrique Agumba Wales. So a, a lot of these players and be like, this was built off their back. Yeah, absolutely. That th- they can look at that, you know, and, and that's what it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar took L's. Oscar Robinson took L's. I like a lot of the greatest to ever play in the NBA. Michael Jordan took L's. Elgin so, Baylor. Uh, Elgin and- Baylor. Jerry West. So if Michael Jordan can take an L, you're not a ladies. You're not above taking the L for a little bit. Exactly. Uh, L. Yeah. I like so. I like that's that's where it stands. NBA money didn't really get really really ludicrous until the 2000s. Yeah, the honestly. 2000s. Yeah, honestly. Like, you know, like I remember Shaq, Shaq getting an absurd contract like to go play for the Lakers, like 126 million. Yeah, that's really like that's my memory of it yeah. getting really yeah. crazy. Like, like, it's like, starting the, like to the get, late 90s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, and you gotta think that's 40 years later. Yeah, we're only 20 years into the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the growth of the WNBA isn't quite there, but you know, you like I said, you just gotta support it. You gotta yeah. keep supporting it. The ladies gotta keep making noise, but they also gotta you gotta support it. Yeah, you gotta support it. The like, fan the fans the fans. fans are the ones that are going to yeah. get them paid. And if you actually are a fan of the sport and you wanna see your favorite players get paid and make money, you go and buy their jersey, you go and buy their jersey shirts, oh, any it, merch it, that it, you can get it, it, it gets to the point where a lot of them, you know, you know that app cameo? Yeah. They have to they have a lot of them do cameos. Kayla McBride does a cameo. Yeah. I like you know twenty five dollars. She should give you a video shout out or some shit like that. Like so, the like these ladies have to be hustlers and find other means yeah, of making, and it's making sad. money. It's sad, but at the same time, respect. You know respect. that's what they got to do. So like I said, ultimately, I like, the fans the fans have to grow the WNBA. Yeah. The players are gonna put a quality product out there. That's yeah. all they can do. That's all they can is do. Play professional level basketball. That is all they can, can fucking do. do. The fan has to go out there, buy the jersey. Like I said, it's like anything else. When I like an artist, if I can buy a print or a fucking, like a painting or whatever I can buy, I'll buy it. Mm -hmm. If I like a band, I will go to a concert. If they are in the area, I will buy a ticket. Mm -hmm. I will usually buy a shirt Mm -hmm. and maybe some other piece of merch. Because I want this band to keep being a fucking band. Yeah. Because I like this band. That much. I literally, I have seen Coheed and Cambria... Every time they are in the area, almost, yeah. I have bought a shirt at every single Coheed concert I've went to, yeah. except for the second one I went to because it was so close to the first one I went to yeah. that the shirts were the same shirts, yeah. and I already got the shirt that I wanted. Yeah. So that's I, the I was only like, time I, I didn't was like, do. I was like, dude, everybody knows that I could go to conventions and like my guy Jason David Frank. It like I've met this guy so many times. It's like he kind of remembers me, and I always tell him every time you're near my city, I have to I have to say what's up to you. Yeah, yeah. I like, a, I like I have to see you every time you're yeah, in my city. That's what I'm ne- saying. Near me. 
That's what I'm saying. It, again, the WNBA needs to be grown and developed by the fans. Yeah. The fan base, plain and simple. If there aren't fans, there isn't a market. If there isn't a market, there's less money. Yeah. If there's less money, these women aren't going to make money because yeah. the franchises aren't going to give them contracts. Yeah. Because the product isn't worth the investment. Yeah, and they it's feel simple and, supply and demand. Yeah, and they feel like they're not going to get a return on that investment. Yeah, and like it's, it, it, it's a group effort. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It has nothing to do with you know what I'm saying like you know patriarchy or like keeping the woman down. You guys are a new product. You guys have to put that work in. Mm. The guys had to put that work in. Like like I said, like Jordan took L's. Or like the greatest in the NBA took L's. I like you're not above taking an no, L either. I like no. some of the greatest to ever play your game yeah. has taken L's, gracefully took L's, and didn't complain not one bit nope. while taking them L's. Nope. I like you. You can you can go through the struggle as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I like I agree with you, Stacy. By the same time, oh, absolutely, we, we agree, agree with, with you. you. But at the same time, that there's a lot that has to go into it. <laughs> this isn't going to be an overnight thing, sweetheart. And if you thought it was going to be an overnight thing, you were sadly mistaken. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, that's just the size of it, honestly. That's the like, size of it. You like, know? it's it, it's whack, you know. I mean, Venus Williams had to fight for a fucking good minute to fucking get women more equal equivalent pay yeah. in tennis. Like, that. there's always going to be, and this is any sport really ever, there's a reason you, baseball went on strike multiple mm-hmm. times. In the 90s, like hockey goes on strike all the time. All the time. These players have to rail against these owners, you know, and get fair pay. And, you know, like I said, women are currently doing what they can do. But ultimately, the fans have to be supportive of yeah. it too. I like, so. yeah, you got you guys got to look yourself in the face. I like, you know, the ladies, the ladies that are in it. You just have to be patient and continue and continue to grind. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be a quick fix. This is not going to happen overnight. And some of you, and some of you ladies, unfortunately, you will never see that type of money. You know what I'm saying? But I like. It's like Tupac said. I'm like, I'm not trying to be the gonna change the world, but I want to inspire the person that will change the world. That's basically what you ladies are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're the foundation to that first lady who will get that contract. Yep. So fair enough. Uh so that's the end of our show, man. Um next week we will not have a show because it's around that time, you know, we, we take a break. The week after that, it's kind of iffy. All I will let you guys know, that probably might be a no. Six that might that might be a no too, because that's right before Thanksgiving. And I have a weird schedule for that. Like, my I, work's weird. I like, and, and my work's weird. So, you we're going to try to maybe get a Wednesday show um, that week if we can. Yeah. But if we can't, like yeah, I said, that, we'll, we'll, we'll if we go. can't, it's my fault. I will flat out own that. <laughs> it's 100% my fault. If there is next week's just a, us taking a week off, the week after that, if there's no show, it's 1000% my fault. <laughs> Because I'm about to get ran the fuck over during the holiday season at my work. All as I do. And the Thanksgiving's the one thing I can finagle for myself. So, and we're thinking about going to Raleigh to go visit my sister. So. I like, and the thing is, like, you know, it's kind of my fault too. But I will, I like the only reason, you know, a thing for me, we would, we wouldn't. I would, the Wednesday show was even a thing was because, you know, I decided to work like a shift for one of my coworkers, and not only do I get some overtime, he's putting some extra money on top of that too. So yep. I just moved into my new house, guys. So. I like take all I, that money you can. Bro. I it was a kind of like a thing, you know. I couldn't kind of refuse. Yeah. So just like, yeah, I'll do it. So, so that's why that's why we say like next week, like for sure, no show. The week after that, 
it's iffy probably 70 30 probably not we'll let you guys know whenever whenever it gets closer to that but don't hold your breath on that you know yep. what i'm saying so so uh but you can all your aews tomorrow i think survivor series might be this week or maybe next week i'm not sure yeah uh Deontay Wilder's fighting next week, I believe. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, like the Bronze Bombers fighting next week. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, HBK underscore Illmatic, the arcade or arcade at R underscore KYD, all caps. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. And you can email us at uh, scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. Uh, you, you got, and if we don't hear from you guys, we hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of turkey. You know, don't be listening to Christmas music until after, till Black Friday, because that's a thing. I'm not, I'm not happy about that. Uh, is there anything else you like that? Uh, nah, that's about that. About covers it, man. You know, it's all. Oh yeah, there's some other games going on. College, you know, yeah. basketball, basketball. There's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Like oh I yeah, said. sure enough. You know, what I'm saying if and if we don't do a show. You know on Wednesday we I like because me and Ryan will know probably that week going into that Wednesday not next week but the following Wednesday yeah whether it's not going to be a uh, whether it's going to be a thing or not we might do a small q and a like just because whenever yep. we don't do a show yeah true like for an extended period of time that's what we usually do just true. you know what I'm saying like you know the, the make sure that we're still alive and still kind of active so yeah so for uh, for that yeah, like be on the lookout for that, and and I might do a column. I'm not sure. I like I'll be ran, railroaded with uh with family stuff too. I like because I'll be going to my grandmother's house in Atlanta. My mom wants me to uh like you know get stuff for my place for Black Friday, so I'll be kind of busy as well. Yep. So and I know you guys will be busy, you know, during the holidays too. That's why that's why you're not that mad about it. So show show enough. You know so. Uh, you guys be good. I like if we don't see you guys. I like in I like uh, not next week, but the week after that. You know, happy Thanksgiving. You guys be safe. And if you guys going out there for Black Friday, be extra safe because motherfuckers are crazy. Yep, facts. Most definitely. So yeah, I like. I'm the Heartbreak Kid. He's the Ryan K. We'll see you back better than ever. Peace out. Later, guys.